What's up, guys, and welcome to the Underground Student Podcast. We are so glad that you are tuning in with us. Make sure you join us on Wednesday nights at 645 at Riverside Community Church. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you guys. Enjoy. I'm going to give you three points. So if you're taking notes or if you just want to mentally remember these three things, mentally remember them. But I'm going to give you three things I believe that the devil can do to your mind. And the first one I want to say is take. The enemy can take your mind to places it shouldn't go. Read with me 2 Samuel 11, 2 through 4. It should come up on the screen. And it says this. It says, it happened one, late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house. And he saw from a roof a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful, and David sent and inquired about this woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uri the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and they laid, they laid with each other, and then she returned to her house. Later on, it says in the scripture and in the story that she became pregnant. She became pregnant because she laid with David. But I love this scripture verse because David here, he's a king, right? And he's walking on this roof. He just woke up. How many of you wake up from a nap or from the, like your nighttime sleep and you're really tired and you're like, why am I up? Anybody? Nobody? You all are morning people? Did you not hear me say I'm a night person? Okay. Well, here's the thing. When I woke up this morning, Lord have mercy, I could not get out of bed. Ask Miranda. We could not get up. We spent an extra like 45 minutes in bed because we did not want to get up because I was so tired. But David, I'm sure, had the same problem. He's probably just getting up out of bed. He's got his morning espresso in his hand, and he's drinking his coffee. He's walking out on the porch, on the roof, right, doing his thing. He might have a Red Bull. I don't know what, what this guy's deal. I don't know what he drinks. But he's walking, and he sees this woman bathing, all right? I don't know about you, but I bathe with no clothes on. Let's just be real, okay? Funny story. I watched the TikTok. You guys have TikTok? Yes, yes, you do. Don't lie. Yes. I was watching a TikTok the other day. You ever see these, like, stories about people who try to save money? You ever see these things? Very weird. Very weird. This one's disgusting. Listen to this. Saw this video. This guy was talking about how he saved money in the shower. You know what he did? He showered with his clothes on so he didn't have to spend money washing his clothes. Said he saved $15. That's not bad, but that's still disgusting. But then, listen, it gets even worse. He has a bucket in the shower, right? So when he's done showering, all the extra water that's left uses it to flush the toilet. That's disgusting. That was the worst part to me. But anyway, I tell you that because this dude showered with his shirt on. Not everybody else showers with their shirt on, okay? I'm sure Bathsheba was not showering with her clothes on. So David is now looking at this woman who is basically naked on the roof, right? And his mind is taken in places it shouldn't go, right? He's thinking these thoughts. He goes to his buddies, his homies. He's like, hey, I need you to go find this girl for me because I need to talk to her, all right? And so they go, they find out who it is, they come back, they tell him, hey, it's like she's married, like you shouldn't mess with her, don't bother her because she's busy, all right? But David is still like, no, 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 you go get her, bring her to me. See, David's mind in this moment is all over the place. He knows that she's married, he knows that he shouldn't be talking to her, he knows what he shouldn't be doing. And his mind has now taken him to a place it shouldn't go because of the images and the thoughts and the ideas that he has after he sees this woman bathing on the roof. See, David knew what was wrong. David knew what he was doing. And see, can I encourage you with this? Don't allow your mind to wander. Think about that for a second. Every day we let our minds wander. We, we think about different things. Where you're, how many of you start school? You all in school right now? 
Okay, most of you are in school. How many of you sitting in class, teacher talking, pencil in hand, and you're just doodling, thinking about random stuff that the teacher's not talking about? Be honest with me. It happens, all right? It happens, okay? I've been there, done that, all right? We let our minds wander, all right? But my encouragement to you is you can let your mind wander in an educational way, but keep it from wandering to the negative side of things. Keep it from wandering to the things that are not pure. Keep it from wandering from the things that are not right. And see, that's what David did in this moment, is he let his mind wander to lustful ideas. He let his mind wander to a woman that he should not have been attached to in any way, shape, or form. And David let his mind wander. See, when you let your mind wander, you begin to open the door to so many possibilities. They can be positive, which are amazing. We need to focus on the positive. But I believe we open the door more times to the negative than to the positive. And we begin to focus on those things. We open the doors to lies, false scenarios, lustful ideas, insecurities. And we begin to let these things speak, speak lies into us. And our mind is now wandering, and the enemy is now taking us places we shouldn't go. See, my encouragement for you tonight is that you won't be able to stop the devil. You won't be able to stop Satan from taking your mind to those places. But see, what you can do is fight back against those lies. When the lies are coming against you, you can choose to not believe them. Because see, what I found out so many times, people pray over and over there again. They're like, God, take Take, the, take the, the ideas away from me. Get my mind off of those things. Get me away from it. Don't even let me think about it. See, those things will come to you. You will think negative thoughts. But my question, and the thing is you need to know, is that you can fight against those thoughts. They might come in, but you can fight against them and begin to believe the truth because the enemy will always attack. That's, the, I think, the number one thing I always preach about, and it's a negative thing to preach about, basically, but it's the truth. The enemy will always try to attack us. Why? Because you're doing the one thing that he hates right now. You know what that is? You're sitting in the seat right here listening to me talk about Jesus. And the enemy hates that. He hates the fact that when you get up here and you're standing here and you're worshiping and you're singing the songs and the lyrics, whether you're dead-faced or whether you're actually moving, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you just look dead-faced. Talk to Sarah. She'll tell you. Y'all need to get some energy flowing in your bones, you know? You need to, like, start sweating or something, okay? I don't know what it is, but... Liam pulled a hammy, and that's his reasons for not dancing. I don't know what all your other reasons are, but you guys need to start dancing up here. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so you come up here. The enemy hates that, okay? Hates when you start moving for Jesus, all right? Y'all need to start moving for Jesus. But the enemy hates that you're here, so he's going to do what? He's going to attack you. Whether that's physically, whether that's mentally, he's going to attack you, always. But see, what we get to do is we get to fight against the enemy. We get to fight against what he says about us. We get to fight against his thoughts that he tries to get inside our brain that are negative. He, we get to fight against him. I love what Philippians 4.8 says. Philippians 4.8 says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. See, I love this verse because it's telling us, think about all the things that are honorable, all the things that are pure, just, right, true. Think about those things. Focus on that. Focus on the positive, not the negative. Don't focus on the bad thoughts. Focus on the true thoughts. See, turn your mindset to the good things. See, I love this, this saying, if you focus on the positive, your mind will be positive. But if you, if you focus on the negative, what your mind's going to be what? Negative. You think negative thoughts about yourself, about other people, about the world, Nine times out of ten, when somebody comes and talks to you and be like, yo, how are you doing? You're going to be like, well, I'm terrible right now because the world sucks. I'm falling apart. School's terrible. That's going to be your response. 
But if you have a positive mindset, man, and you're just like, no, I know what God's doing in my life. It might be hard right now, but I trust him. And somebody comes and talks to you, hey, man, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Today's awesome. It might be storming outside like no other, but I'm like doing amazing and it's awesome. And you have a positive attitude with everything that you do. If you think positive, your mind will be positive. See, but just like your mind can take you places it shouldn't go, your mind can also try to trick you into believing lies. Trick is number two. Your mind can trick you into believing the lies. Genesis 3, 1 through 5. I don't know if any of you have read this scripture, but it's an amazing scripture about Eve, and, and, and it's about the very, very first sin, basically, and I love this. Let's read it together. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field. Then the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst, in the middle of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent replied to the woman and said, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. See, I love this verse because the enemy is the serpent. The devil is the serpent. And he comes to Eve in a moment, and he says to, says to her, he says, hey, did God actually say? See, so in this moment, Satan is questioning Eve on what God had spoken to her. See, because God came up to Eve and said, hey, you can eat of all of this fruit. You have the whole, like, think of a garden. You can have everything in this garden, but yet this one little tree. You can have everything but this tree. That's what God said. And Eve was like, okay, yeah, sweet. I'm going to eat of this apple over here. She goes and eats, right? But then the enemy comes in and says, hey, did God really say that? Like, is that, is that true? Think of that? See, God said something that was true, but the enemy began to play tricks on her mind, began to speak a lie into her mind, and now she's believing the lie that the enemy is speaking over her. See, the enemy will try to trick you into believing something that's not true. See, what lies are you believing about yourself? Think about the lies that you might be believing about yourself. And I know that's a hard question to ask because many of us, we don't want to think about the negative things about ourselves. Or maybe we think about too many negative things about ourselves. But what lies are you thinking about yourself? Are you thinking the lie that you're not good enough? Are you thinking the lie that you're not maybe pretty enough, handsome enough? Are you thinking the lie that no one likes you? Are you thinking the lie that you'll never amount to anything and you have no purpose? Are you believing the lie that you should just give up? Whatever you're trying at school, whatever you're building, maybe whatever you're doing in life, you just think you should give up because that's just all your life is going to be. What lies are you believing about yourself? Because I think so many of us, we have so many lies that we're, we're, we're thinking about ourselves. And I, and I speak from this from existence because I've done it before. And there's been many times before I even get up on this stage and I look out and I see how many people are here and I'm in, man, no one just wants to come to church. And that's on me. No one comes because I'm leading this ministry and I'm promoting it and I'm trying to get students here and no one's here because no one wants to hear me speak maybe or no one wants. And I'm thinking about all these lies in my head and I'm like, why am I thinking these? Those are not true thoughts. Those are not what God wants me to think about. See, what lies are we believing about ourselves? What lies are we allowing Satan to get into our head? See, I almost think every time that our life gets hard, we always go back to the lies. Every time our life is difficult, we always go back to the lie that we heard from somebody else, that somebody spoke over our life. And we never go back to the positive thing. We always revert back to the negative when life gets hard. 
See, my life, I've shared my story here multiple times, and I'm not going to go into the details of it, but I dealt with an addiction for a very long time. And for so many years, I was certain that my life wasn't going to change, right? I don't know if you or anybody in this room, you're dealing with something every single day of your life, whether it's school, whether it's homework, whether it's parents, whether it's your own personal addiction, whatever it is, mental thought, mental health, health, whatever it is. I was dealing something with every single day of my life for years, and I always thought that that's all my life was going to look like, every single day. I just thought nothing's going to change, nothing's going to get better, and this is all that my life was going to become. But see, what I chose not to do was allow Satan to make me keep thinking those thoughts. See, those thoughts would come into my head, hey, my life's never going to change, I'm never going to be freed from this, I'm just basically a failure. Satan was thinking all those thoughts to me, and the thing I chose to do instead was flip it to the other side and go, you know what, I'm not going to believe that. My life will get better. I'm not always going to be a failure. And my encouragement for you, basically promoting myself, is saying I am freed from that addiction now because I chose to believe the positive and not the negative. See, whatever you're dealing with today, right here, right now, you have the ability to be freed from it. But some of you are just sitting and dwelling on the lies instead of choosing to believe the positive and believe the truth that God wants to speak over you. So can I encourage you with this right here? Identify the true reality. Because some of you are living in a reality that is not even close to being true. You're living on a throne of lies. That people have spoken about you, that the enemy has spoken about you, and you're just sitting on a throne of lies. And see, it's so crazy to me Because when I was thinking about this idea of identifying the true reality, I began to think about how so many of us, when we have a lie that comes in front of us, we choose to hold on to the lie rather than the truth. I mean, just think about your own life. I've seen it happen in front of my eyes before. Somebody will come up to somebody else and say, man, you just look so amazing. I love that shirt. I love those jeans. That's amazing. But those shoes are fire. Like, people will say this. I've seen it happen. But the person responds and goes, no. These are like $5 from like Old Navy, the shirt. Oh, somebody gave it to me. I look terrible. I look like trash right now. And that person is choosing to believe a lie that somebody has either spoken about them or the enemy has put inside their head that you're not good enough, you don't look good enough, those shoes are ugly, and that shirt, wow, why would you even buy it? The enemy will speak these lies to us. And because somebody comes up to them and says, man, you look really good, they choose not to believe the truth because they believe the lie instead. How many of you are doing the exact same thing? Somebody comes up to you and says, man, you look awesome. Hey, you did great at that basketball game. You did great at that band practice. You did great. But yet, when you go home, you're like, man, no, I sucked. I was terrible. This was the worst day of my life. Man, I missed 17 notes. I missed that shot. I kicked that goal wrong. And you're choosing to now, instead of believing the truth, you're just going to dwell and sit on the lies. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. And it surprises me that so many of us do that and we just push the truth to the side. See, I want to speak truth over some of you right now. Because some of you need to hear some of these things. The truth is, you are good enough. Whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, you are good enough to do it. The truth is that you are beautiful. You are handsome. God has created you for a purpose, on a purpose. He's created you the way that you are right here, right now. Because that's the way he wanted you to look. And he loves you for the way you look. And you should love you. The truth is that people love you. You might think no one else loves you. But can I tell you this? I love you. I know Juan loves you. I know Amanda loves you. Caitlin loves you. Autumn loves you. All the leaders in this room love you. I'm sure you have friends that love you. There you go. I just named off 15 people that loved you. So don't say any. You can't say anymore that no one loves you because I just told you I do. 
so people love you. The truth is that you have so much purpose to fulfill on this earth. See, a lot of us, we like to believe the lie that we don't have a purpose, and why are we even here? You know, suicide is actually really high on this planet. People kill themselves because they don't think they have a purpose. You have a purpose. There's a reason you are on this earth. Fulfill that purpose. Find that purpose. Chase after it. The truth is that you should never give up, and you should always keep trying. See, these are the truths that we need to start believing about ourselves. Stop shoving away the truth. Bring the truth close. And see, most of you need to know, if you don't believe the truth, look right here. This is the Bible, if you don't know what it is, okay? And if you don't have one, come talk to me, and we'll get you one. Because this is the book that you should read every single day. If you, I don't know if you heard when Justin Lane asked me the question, do, what do you do in the morning? One of the things I do every single morning is I spend time with Jesus. Why? Because I want to know what he thinks about me. So I can prepare. I did, but I also said Jesus. But I want you to read this so you can know the truth, so you can know what Jesus says about you, so you can begin to fight back against the enemy when the day comes. Begin to read the Bible. James 1, 17 through 18 says this. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes from heaven. There is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. He brought, he brought us to life using the true word of God, showing us off as a crown of all his creatures. See, you are that gift that comes from heaven. And I love this illustration that it shows us at the end. It says show, he is, God is showing us off as the crown of all his creatures. How many of you have ever seen like a real crown? Not like one of those plastic crowns, but like a real, like, diamond-infested crown. Like a real crown that costs millions of dollars, okay? The kings and kings wear, okay? These things, this is what Jesus, back in the day, they had real crowns, right? Like real, authentic crowns with diamonds in them. Like they would cost so much money. And Jesus here is representing us to a crown. You are a crown, right? So think of the most expensive crown ever in the world. I don't have a picture of one. If I did, I would have it, and I would show you. Think of the most expensive crown in the whole entire world. That's you, all right? That's how, that's how God looks at you. And where does a crown go on a human body? It goes on the head. Where's the head at when a person stands up? At the top, right? So when God sees you as a crown, he's putting you at the top of everything else. So you are made perfect in his image. You are the most expensive thing ever, and you're also at the top. If that doesn't tell you how much God loves you and how much he wants to help you and lead you in life, then I don't know what will. Because you are precious to him. He loves you. And I encourage you, don't let anyone else make you think otherwise. Don't ever let anybody into your head and make you believe a lie of something that's not true, that you don't look good, that God doesn't love you. Don't let those lies come in. Because Satan will try to take it. He'll try to trick you. And you don't want that. And here's the last thing I want to encourage you with before we get out of here. Satan wants to take you and trick you, but he also, we can be able to train our minds to fight against the enemy. And this is the last thing that I want to encourage you with. And so many of you, you see this boxing ring, right? Give it up for Justin and me because we built it. I'm just kidding. I just encourage myself. Don't do that. Anyway, we have this jank boxing ring up here made of, like, just regular rope and uh, plywood, and it's just drilled into the, to the ring or to the stage. So, anyway, it makes the illustration of a boxing ring, okay? And you guys see this thing? What is this? Okay, I asked a question. What is this? Come on. You can scream it. Okay. This is a punching bag. We can be engaging, all right? Don't be afraid to talk to me. Natalie, you ready? You want to see this? Okay. So, this punching bag, what do you do with it? You punch it, right? How hard do you think I can punch it? You think I can punch it hard? I don't know. Let's try it. 
Justin, just, Justin says kick it. Maybe later. Maybe later. Justin says kick it. So let's see if my hips, I got bad hips. I got old lady hips, all right? Ready? Turn the hips and just go, bam! It's not going to fall. It's good. It's good. It's good. Anyway, this punching bag, this punching bag is meant to hit, right? You train with this punching bag. Anybody in boxing, everybody, anybody do like fighting stuff? Okay, a couple of you. All right. So when you're doing fighting, when you're doing boxing, basically what you do over and over again, what do you do? You keep hitting this thing, right? You just... You just keep hitting it over and over and over again. You do the same moves. You stop it. You kick it. You do the same thing, crosses. You jab it a couple times. You do all the same things, right, over and over and over again. Hey, Natalie, you want to go back to your seat right over there with Caitlin? Go sit with her. She, she'll, she'll help you. But you, you, in order to train for boxing, in order to train for MMA, you, you keep hitting this thing over and over again, right, to get better, right? To get good at boxing, to get good at hitting, to get good at MMA, to get good at fighting. You have to train. And when you do those moves over and over and over again, you eventually get better and better and better. So now when you're standing in the corner and you're facing your opponent and you are now squaring up with them to fight them, you have trained so much that you are now prepared for that fight, whether to win it or maybe to lose it. But you trained as hard as you can. See, and I want to use that analogy the same way for for life. In order to fight back against the enemy, what do you need to do? You need to train your mind against the lies that he wants to speak over you. And how do you train your mind? One, I'll tell you, is you read this Bible right here to hear what God speaks about you, but then you also speak positive things over your life. You begin to find the truth in your life to know what God says about you so that when the enemy comes against you, you can say, no, God says this about me, and this is what's true. This is what's true. See, I heard somewhere that in order for somebody to really get something in their head, you have to tell them seven times over and over again. You can tell somebody the very first time, hey, I need you to get this for me probably going to forget it, all right? So then you got to tell them again, and then you got to tell them again and again and again until they finally like, Shoot, you're right. I need to get that for you, and they get it to you. Or maybe you're trying to train somebody in how to do a job. I don't know. Trying to teach them how to do something, and they don't do it right the first time that you tell them, so you got to tell them again and again and again. People just need time. You need to train your mind to begin to believe certain things and how to do certain things and get to the certain combos of how to fight. you got to train yourself. See, and how we train ourselves is we begin to tell ourselves the truth, not the lies. You begin to tell yourself the truth to forget the lies. The lies will make you feel terrible, but the truth will make you feel terrific. Some of you are living and walking through this life, maybe just moping around. You know, your shoulders are just walking like this, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fall. No, I'm just kidding. Some of you are just walking through life just, just walking. You're not really having fun. Maybe life is hard, your home life is hard, school is hard, and I say all of these things because if you're here on beach night, you, many of you wrote on a card what you were dealing with, and many of those things were depression, school, home life, anxiety, mental health, and those are just to name a few. So I know what some of us are going through in this space right now. And so I want to encourage us to fight back against the enemy, and in Colossians 3, 1 through 2 says this. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things on the earth. 
See, I love this scripture verse because it says, set your mind on things that are above. Above. Don't think of the things that friends tell you, teachers might speak over you. Don't think those things. Don't think the things that the enemy wants to speak. We need to focus our eyes on Jesus, which is up, and we need to begin to believe the truth. See, because the world speaks lies, but God speaks truth. So if you're tired of the lies, begin to listen to Jesus. And many of you are living in the world, and my biggest encouragement for some of you today is stop living in the world and start living with Jesus. Because I know there's some of you that probably aren't reading your Bible every day. There's some of you that aren't living for Jesus every day. See, but if you begin to live with Jesus, your life will begin to change. Your mind will begin to change. Your heart will begin to change. But only if you begin to live with Jesus. Only if you trust in him. Only if you focus on him. Will those things begin to happen? See, I was reading a book to prepare myself for this message, and it was... um, it was called uh, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table, and it's by Louis Giglio. It's a brand new book that just came out. But he had in this book an even though I will statement of faith. And I love this idea, and I wanted to share it with you because it says, think about your life. Even though my life is hard, I will seek God. So even though my life is hard, I will seek God. Maybe even though I feel alone right now, I will seek God. Even though school might be hard right now, I'm going to choose to seek God. Even though my mind is always playing tricks on me and the enemy is speaking negative thoughts and speaking lies about me, I will seek God. Even though I will statements where you have faith to believe that God is going to do something even though your life might not be there yet. See, God knows what you're going through right now. God knows what you're dealing with. And I want to encourage you tonight that he's got you in the palm of his hands. 